Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Uh, the gang is back together for another episode of the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast. This is uh, the host, Two Chains here, along with my fellow co-hosts, uh, Mr. Jamal, aka the Giant Crab, sir, hey. and Mrs. Caitlin, live from good old Toronto, Canada. How's it going? Good. Crab is representing my city tonight. Very proud of that. <laughs> could could have done is. better with the could have done better with the Jays this year, but you know, it's always next year. It's Toronto's motto when it comes to sports teams. Mm-hmm. Always next year. Yeah, I think. That has to that has to be more of a DC model than anybody else. I mean, this team is uh, this uh, city is infamous uh-huh. for. No, the, the difference is Toronto actually likes their teams. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. Like, so, like Toronto is a, like a, a good sports town. DC is arguably the worst sports town in North America. <laughs> yeah, I, st- I, I still I still remember when the Nationals printed their jerseys and it said Nationals. Mm-hmm. That was, I, I want to say that was 2009. I could be wrong, but I remember that, and it was so yep. funny. Yep. The Nationals. Yeah. Well, at least at least we get the All Star Game next year, so um, there'll be a lot of fake love in the city for sure next year. But mm-hmm. right. So preseason, um, it's um, ugh, it's postseason baseball, preseason hockey. So hopefully the cat hockey starts the- tonight. Oh, okay. So, opening night. Hopefully, uh, the Caps get it together this year and not get swept in the first or second round. But hey, it's a T- it's a DC tradition, except for the Redskins because they never make it. But for uh, for um, the Wizards and the Nationals, Nationals, we're 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 uh, easy go home first or second round each 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 year. I don't. Yeah, I I have a real soft spot for Washington sports teams because you guys are kind of like the Toronto of the U.S. when it comes to sports teams. It really is that sense of just a little bit more, you can make it, but something always goes wrong. Yeah. And it's so disappointing for everyone involved. That's true. You so, have a good arena, though. Anyway. So we're, we're, we're together. You know what that must mean. Get, get ready to uh, talk some wrestling, all topics, news, and other things for the week. Um, first off, I decided that I'm going to do something a little bit different this, this, uh, this episode. And hopefully it doesn't catch Jamal off off uh, off his ground. But let's kind of go over the rumors and stuff for the for this week, because um, indeed there seems to be more rumors or more just hot takes this week than actual um, debatable topics. So um, you know I have some of my own, but Jamal usually uh, Jamal Kalen usually are pretty much. Uh, Ready for our, uh, uh, you know, for our uh, hot, hot takes and other rumors and stuff. So, um, what you guys got? Well, uh, if you're reading between the lines at home, the longer short of it is, it is a slow news week. Um, we're a long ways away from Survivor Series. 
Uh, I will say, though, first off, um, even though it's slow right now, uh, get your tickets because there are a lot of things that are about to happen uh, you know, the next month or two of that ends of the year. Tickets for NXT TakeOver Houston, War Games, go on sale next Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, wherever else in the world figure it out. Uh, tickets for the preceding shows, uh, NXT Live in San Antonio and in Austin, Texas. So you could theoretically do an NXT road trip if you're in Central Texas, uh, leading up to Survivor Series in Houston. Uh, those tickets are on sale now. Uh, Ring of Honor is in Texas also, and they actually have a show the same night as San Antonio, in San Antonio, but they're going to be running Dallas and Oklahoma City. So if you're in Texas... It's a oh, good yeah. look for you. You have NXT and Ring of Honor in the same you know city at, on the 17th of November. Um, then they go off to Dallas, and then Houston gets uh, Survivor Series, War Games, and Raw and SmackDown for four days. So Texas is the place to be in November. Um, and then, of course, a week after that is Starcade in Greensboro, North Carolina, which means nothing. But... Um, a lot of stuff is happening, and you know, Global Wars is going to be happening in the Northeast. So, if you're a Ring of Honor fan near, uh, you know, the uh, Great Lakes, you know, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, um, Columbus, Ohio, Chicago, that's going to be happening this weekend, uh, next weekend, I believe, of the 14th. Yeah. So, that's going to be a, a you know a good time. And Final Battle is December 5th in New York. I hope to be there for that. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of good. Marquee wrestling uh, dates to, to have on your little calendars uh, for the Got rest about of the year. Cade yeah. as well too. I mean, you brought up you brought up Starcade, but yeah, Russellcade is also holding their three day event. Um, that same weekend as well. Also, also, if anybody listening happens to be at Ring of Honor in Buffalo next Thursday, I will be there. So, if you see a tall brunette with a bullet club bag and probably short shorts, it is me. So come say hi. Unfortunately, I'm fooling you all with my picture here. I don't have black hair. I have brown hair. Okay. Well, smoke and mirrors. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, I know. Yeah, smoke all, uh, Cody might Cody Rose. That. I, I, I don't want to get sued by Cody. Well, I, I guess the first thing today is um, we've seen what happened uh, with the Bullet Club. We've seen what happened with Will Ospreay. Uh, all hit with cease and desist uh, orders from WWE. And, you know, the Bullet Club... You know, God forbid, they did it right. You know, they had a new shirt, uh, you know, capitalizing off the opportunity within days, it seems. Days. Do you think that this is the right move from a, um, obviously from a corporate standpoint, it's money lost, it is intellectual property, blah, blah, blah. But but ethically, morally, is this the right move for WWE to go after the little guy and smash them with lawyers and, and legal threats? Seems like the Vince McMahon mentality anyway. I to say, historically, that is what they've done, <laughs> like, forever. It's just, they did, they did poke the bear, as everyone says. And did anybody out there not watch the episode of Being the Elite where they invaded Raw and not just think, oh, God, you guys, you just asked for it. I mean, I love them. I love Bullet Club. But yeah, even, I... watching that, even watching that, I just knew that, you're towing a line and that cease and desist was essentially a warning shot, right? Like it was a warning shot from Connecticut saying, don't step any further guys, cause we're watching you because they are making a shit ton of money, which is the one thing Vincent man cares about. 
And yeah. the fact that they are taking a piece of that pie, God, look at any of the fucking audiences on Raw or SmackDown or any show you go to. Look at the amount of Bullet Club, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, all those shirts out there. Big deal. And that, I think, if anything, some, you know, rip off of what DX did. So, I mean, you know, good on them for... for Poking the bear and making the money in a way that is not tied to uh, corporate fed. Right. Yeah, I would say in in a month <laughs> or two, in a month or two, they seem to have done better than WCW did in like the last two or three years. <laughs> question question though, if 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 um the success of selling merch in a hot topic was that successful for the for um the young bucks and the bullet club. Do you think that WWE's may be absolutely um, looking for other al uh, alternative methods to try to match that? I mean, yeah, we've seen Walmart. Uh, we've seen um, where else were they at at one point? Maybe F F Y E, if that's yeah, even still a thing. A yeah, barely. But do you, um, do you think there's another? Do you think there's another market here? I mean, Spencer's could be interesting considering that you know that directly. Um, is um, well, hot top is rivalry, but you know, what do you what do you think the play is here? If you've been to a hot topic, you've seen that there's like a bank of Bullet Club merch, and then there's a bank of Hardy Boys, The New Day, AJ sure, Styles, sure. and stuff merch too. So it may not be the new stuff that's immediately available on WWEshop.com, right? Um, licensing their product to other stores, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them. Because that's just another you know, hand uh, to feed. Um, why would they? Why would they do that when they do have the WWE, you know, merch machine themselves, and just order straight from them? They handle all their their stuff in house, and they can send it out themselves. So I don't think that's the way to go, at least in the U.S. and, and North America. But um, it would be interesting to see what happens going forward with wwe and intellectual property and stuff like that it's nothing's new under the sun so what are you going to do you know it's something's always you know inspired by something else so we'll see going forward but uh caitlin i gotta ask you um mm -hmm. you are you know going to buffalo for ring of honor um you are in you know in toronto for the raw and smackdown shows uh what would you say is uh, looking forward, you know, are what are you? Is there anything remaining this year that you're excited for? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I'm, I am really excited for the rest of the Smash Wrestling shows. Going to give them a plug because I love Smash Wrestling and Crab. You love them too. They put on great shows here in Toronto. They're they're our local Fed. If anybody's listening, we have a number of Feds in Toronto, but I think Smash by far is the most reputable one. And they put on a great show. So I always look forward to them. But, you know, yeah, I am super excited to go see ROH next week. Um, I saw them here in May. And it was it, it was an awesome time. It's just, it is, it's the feel of a WWE house show combined with a feel of an indie show. Because it's like you're seeing this, you're in this, like, shitty little rinky-dink arena watching these great talents. And there's no children in Cena outfits. It's just, like, awesome fucking smarts. Having a good time. It's NXT without the polish. Exactly. It is so rough around the edges, but the wrestling is fantastic. And 
I just, I've, I've got the card for next week. It looks amazing. There's meet and greets, which, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, pay meet and greet. What is this shit? I don't want to pay for this. But I've done it, and it's actually really fun because you actually get a bit of time for your money to talk to the wrestler, and it's not like there's somebody breathing down your neck or trying to get somebody's autograph. Like, it's actually a really good system. So I, I will defend ROH to the death. It's my favorite promotion. I'm sorry, everybody, it really is. Um, I, will, I tell you, I will not be buying tickets to Bound for Glory, which is in <laughs> Ottawa. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if that was on your list of stuff to talk about, but oh, Bound for Glory, it's coming. Sorry, I didn't even know that well, was even still a thing. The Bound for Glory is in Ottawa, I want to say a month from now. November. I want to say you know, November 5th or something like that. Um, yeah. It's definitely before Veterans Day, but um, good for them. And they're making a big deal about going to Ottawa for the first time and all that good stuff. And, you know, um, yay impact for existing you this year. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> any show that Impact puts on is a, a small miracle, you know, not because they're like in danger of shutting down tomorrow, but just because just get so many every time they think that they make an inroad, they get to get kicked in the teeth. So good for them. With that said, it's like, you know, I don't know. Where um, one was in January to the women's uh, tournament, the Canusa Classic between the U.S. and Canada for Smash Wrestling in December. Um, there's nothing that I'm really super excited about except for war games. And that's more of a nervous excitement. You know, oh, I was going to say, because that completely, I was going to say, contradict what you were saying earlier. He was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but uh, look. Just, just to, just to expand your 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 beliefs on this a little bit. I mean, has NST takeovers ever really went wrong? Send the right hands. Good point. It's a good I'm point. Not, I'm not trying to piggyback off of Cody's tweets or anything, but it's directly in the right hands. I mean, Triple H has really not failed with with takeovers, and the talent right now. I mean, we know what these people can do coming from other promotions, but the talent on this roster right now is absolutely amazing. And I, I prepared no matter what the stipulation of the match is going to be. I, I, I'm always preparing for a good show. I'm always uh, have my butt in the seat on Saturdays when the takeover comes about. Now, the fact well, that they're bringing back one of one of my favorite WCW pay-per-views and war games, and it's going to be two rings. I mean, the nostalgic is way out the roof here. That's kind of what I hate. Um, not nostalgia itself, but the idea that it doesn't live up to what you remember. Uh, Caitlin, are you familiar with War Games uh, at all? Uh, I had to look it up. Um, I watched, or I used to watch OSW, so I believe I saw mm-hmm. an episode where they totally just riffed on it. And, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm going to ask, it's probably a dumb question. It is a Vince Russo idea, isn't it? it looks no, like, oh, God, no, no. no. Really? No. Okay, no. Oh, Vin, the Vince Russo idea was much worse. Wait, 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 um, wait. Um, nothing's on, nothing was on a poll. I should have known. Um, I think I'm thinking of the fucking three cell cage thing. Yeah, yeah I want to ask, what, is that called? What, what was that called again? I really okay, so I keep okay, so, so War Games, World War III? Oh, that's something different. War Games okay. uh, was a big NWA WCW pay per view, uh, and it ran for like 20 years. And then they did it from about '88 to like damn near the year 2000. Yeah. Uh, when Vince Russo, Russo was poisoned in WCW. Uh, he came up with a War Games after skipping a year or two, and that was the tr- three-cage deal on top of each other. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> just after David Arquette won the championship yeah. in the and, Ready and, to Rundle match. And, yeah, that's right. And the movie, right. yes. <laughs> so, oh, God. The, the, Flashback. Yeah. So the three cage was um, from the movie Ready to Rumble. Um, they did it again, and that's when Canyon damn near killed himself in that Slammer rematch. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That was bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was rough. Um, and they did it again, and I want to say at Fall Brawl, or no, Nitro. It was a Nitro like Labor Day um, in September. And they did three cages on top of each other, which is stupid because you had to fight your way through the three levels of the cages and then go down through each level of the cages mm-hmm. and leave. And it didn't matter who grabbed the belt, it's who left with the belt. Yeah. Yeah. It is the worst goddamn idea. Like, if anybody out there wants to go to the OSW review archives and watch how they riffed on it, it just makes no fucking sense at all. But, like, done. Never. But, by the way, is, what right. is Canyon doing nowadays? Uh, he's Canyon? Dead. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, I believe he is worm food right now. <laughs> is he? He's very dead. He uh, killed himself. He's Canyon? very dead. Yeah, Canyon died in 2004. Four? Let me let me look that up. But he definitely killed himself shortly after WCW did. That it's is absolutely mind blowing, dude. Yeah, I had sad, no clue. It's a sad story. I mean, when I I uh, took yeah, a look, he was it, it was I, he was on like pills and drugs and stuff. It was a you, bad time. I, yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I mean, I took a big break from wrestling, and then when I came back into it, I had to ask my boyfriend at the time to fill me in on who was still alive. <laughs> and he basically said, "Oh yeah, Canyon." He came out as gay and then killed himself. And I was wow. like, what the hell? That's the saddest story. Oh, my God. Because I remember him as who better than Canyon. You know, that was his, his really lame shtick. But, like, oh, God, man. She oh, was so sad. Anyway, fucking cages, war games. Um, I think my first question is, for what I'm amazed at the fact that they're using the name war games, because it has the word war in it. I thought that was one of Vince's big no-no words. Like, you can't call something war. No. I don't know if I well, heard that either. Actually, I don't know. If I don't think so because Raw okay. is War and it has been for like ten years. <laughs> it's not that anymore, though. It's now it's just WWE Raw. Right, right. But so there was Raw is War, and then Warzone aired from ten to eleven or eleven or five or whatever. I mean, I can um, I can definitely see how that how that could be a thing because they frequently use this, the term "it's an all-out brawl" instead of "it's an all-out war." For all the games. Yeah. Well, Fall Brawl was the pay-per-view, and War Games was the, you know, but, you no, know, it was, okay, so the last one was Fall Brawl, was, was no, it was War Games, Russo's Revenge, because <laughs> I definitely remember that now. Oh, but, no. But the original, the original War Games um, was two rings, side by side, with yeah. a giant, um, you know, cage, think Hell in a Cell type mm-hmm. cage, over both of the rings, so you have this triangle, mm-hmm. uh, Age over the two rings. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a Survivor Series match, and the Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. had drunken sex behind the Denny's, mm-hmm. and War Games came from. By the way, dirty, what, was, dirty, came out. what was that other match when it yes. was three rings? Was that World War Three? That was that was World War Three. Okay, it was a ninety-man battle royal. That's right. Got that. I got that now. All right. So hold on, and and, and back to something from last week. Um, yeah, Starcade is the equivalent to WrestleMania as um. Sure. SummerSlam is the equivalent to uh, Great American Bash, I would I would assume. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. That yeah, just conversation from last week. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. Sure. So so so. What could, could argue Bash at the Beach is SummerSlam? Bash at the Beach, I can deal with that too. Actually, Bash at the Beach should probably more or less be there too because they had more of the celebrity appearances over the years. Anyway, at Bash at the Beach, Dennis Rodman and right. Carl Malone. 
and the worst diamond cutter to ever manifest in the ring ever. <laughs> speaking of so speaking bad. of drunk sex behind Denny's, I'm sure we can find one so of those bad. those guys that who live behind Denny's to execute a diamond cutter better than the training Carl Malone did on the uh on the NBA. What was that? <laughs> Their blackout year? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Any since we're going over def- different rumors and stuff, I, now look, now Kaylin um, definitely got over the topics to me earlier today, and um, one of the things she had listed, I instantly remember when I seen it, I wanted to talk about it, and then seeing it again was uh, was good that she brought it back up because I quickly forgot about it, but it was definitely heartbreaking, and it it's the Alicia Fox interview that she had with um um. Oh, what's her name? Lillian Garcia. Was yes, it? Garcia. I, I, I just can't want to say Renee Young for some reason, but um, basically she just, you know, she says that you know she feels like she was ashamed of her career, where people were calling her um, underrated, and she didn't really know how to, you know, take that in, and you know she feels bad that she doesn't have merch. I mean, it's absolutely heartbreaking considering. All the things that she's done over the years, um, still being on the roster, never, never, never really been hurt. Um, yeah, and, I mean, she's the tightest on the of the women's division, but not really because she's been a, a champion. So well, she should join. She should join, Titus, she should join Titus World Black. That's what she should do. It, she she needs to do something that just makes her relevant. I mean, the real heartbreaking part was the fact when she just said she didn't have merch. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I had a shirt with the Bellas, but it was still the Bellas. Like, that's the ultimate, like, uh-uh. Yeah, like, I don't even know what she, she was on Total Divas, maybe like two episodes. I don't even know what she ever even on there for a whole season. No, she was. She was one of the main girls for, I think, a few seasons. Yeah. The, the, the source for this is me. I have watched some Total, Bellas, Total Divas, rather. So, um, but, yeah, but you know, like any quote unquote reality show, it's like, how are you portrayed? And yeah. I think part of, part of her new blue, and I think she did say she didn't like how she was portrayed on that show because she was yeah. kind of like a bit of a flake, a bit of a party girl, and just yeah. not really true to herself. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because she was on there when Paige was on there when they got into that incident in Baltimore. Yes, the bar fight. Yes. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, just I, I don't know. I guess I guess the question is, you know, just what's what's your reactions to the um, interview if you heard it, or wh- what could be done with Alicia Fox here? Because um, that nobody wants to go to work knowing and feeling unappreciated and just you know being another person on the roster and it, it, it you know fans typically there's a fan for everybody. And fans usually, you know, they put over or they mark out for their person, no matter whatever they're doing in the ring, no matter if they're a bad person in real life, whatever. Fans are just fans. But, like, seems like uh, Alicia Fox is getting hit with the reality check, basically saying, like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're underrated and all this other stuff, and you don't have anything going on, no shirts or anything. Like, are you even still on this roster? But nonetheless, like, what, what needs to be done with that? Or nonetheless, period. What just needs to be done with the women's division over WWE, period, here? Well, as a fan of women's wrestling, which is one of the reasons why I'm going to this lovely city here in December and braving the um, brutally cold Toronto uh, winter. And, um, yeah, I mean, the average, average temperature is like 20 degrees. Stupid. But I'm going to be there. I'm going to freeze my ass off to see women's wrestling. And 
I say that to say that Alicia Fox is a, a competent wrestler. Nobody's going to argue that she doesn't have the talent to do everything that she can in the, in the ring. And so does Emma. Where has Mickey James been before recently? Uh, you know, they don't take women's wrestling seriously. Nope. They also can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So whenever we see, and they love to beat a dead horse. That's exact. So that's that's what you have with WWE. If something's hot and Vince has control over it, they'll run it into the ground. Which is why we'll probably get Randy Orton versus um, AJ Styles for the nineteenth time in a row, or we'll get Cena versus, you know, AJ Styles for the twentieth time in a row. <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. I just knew. I knew he was going to say AJ Styles again. So the idea is. They don't really take women's wrestling seriously. And if you want to say, uh, you know, they made a whole thing about this woman's revolution and stuff like that. That's not something that you say in the moment. What you say is, you that's something you reflect upon. It's and say, like, damn, look where we came from. Right. And, and, it, and it, kind of, it, it, cheapens the, it cheapens the ideal of a woman's revolution by saying it. It's, whenever Michael Cole says something, it, like I think he said that, like something was lit on a pay-per-view or something like that once. Oh, uh, Booker T egged him on for that. I remember. <laughs> and now it's just like, ew. Booker T, Booker T ed, egged him on for it. He set him straight up for it and he said it and it got quiet. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's just like, ew, what are you doing? So, and, but, I mean, uh, but it's easy to say that, like, as a person that really doesn't watch WWE anymore, for, for really for these reasons. Um, they don't view cruiserweights equally. They don't view women's wrestling equally, and they honestly only push the top 1% of the um, the guys in the company on on television. You, so you what make, do you do? You make a really good point, dude. Like, I never thought about that. Like, the fact of hearing, like, this is a woman's revolution instead of reflecting back on part of it, I mean, that's exactly how it should have been handled. And I never thought about it. And I always wondered why was there a sense, like, a subtle sense of, like, uneasiness every if, time I heard that statement. I was like, why is this, this not cheap. sitting on me right? Right. It, it feels cheap. Yeah. To have you told that this is a something instead of having something uh, manifest organically. So, what, Like him or not, Daniel Bryan's deal in, around WrestleMania 30 was an organic moment. Yeah. And they tried to kill that. it by putting him in the, in the, uh, the Wyatt family. Yeah. So, so, so does Emma have a point there with her slight gimmick of saying, like, this is a revolution? Uh, she created the revolution? Considering that at the point of her being in top tier in NXT, there was a, su a subtle change in maybe direction and, and viewership where people were like, well, these women are actually really good, actually, and put on some really high quality, high, high quality matches. Well, and if that, if that is actually, yeah, if that is actually the case, then I would say that maybe a part of the reason that Alicia Fox gets a little bit left behind is because she's almost like the last of the old guard. When it yeah. comes to the WWE divas with their butterfly belt and bullshit, like I think she's probably viewed as, and it's funny because Mickey James was a part of that as well, but she has more of a presence than Alicia Fox does right now, which, you know, that that's how it is. I just, it, it is a really weird, like overall, it's a really weird inconceivable thing to me. And I don't know what the solution is. I've seen people suggest put the women on their own show, like the cruiserweights. Well, that's not going to do you any fucking good. No one's going to watch it. It's going to be cruiserweights 2.0. I've seen people say, well, women's need to have tag team belts. There aren't enough mm. fucking women wrestling in, in the main either shows. 
If you had all of the women on one show, then you could have a tag team, bring up women from NXT, that's great. But there's just, the way they are right now, they're kind of in a holding pattern, and there really is no solution to the fact that there are some women who are not getting any spotlight. And to be fair, there are, there are plenty of, of like male talent that don't either. They're just kind of jobbers. They're there to they're do their job. And we, we could definitely do with more of those women jobber roles. I don't even know if we have a lot of those, to be honest. It's what Emma and Felicia Fox gets on TV. She's usually jobbing. But I say this, if there's anything worse than jobbing, that's what Alicia, I might want to call Alicia Keys. Alicia Fox is doing well, right now. Yeah, it's, it's the lack of visibility completely. Like, she's just not even on there. And when she was... Non-existence. And she was the first... I, 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 wanted, I want to say she was the first, um, the first African-American woman to have the butterfly belt. Mm-hmm. I think she was the first champion, if that's right. Yeah, so... Um, the fact that she's kind of been done dirty like this is it's just kind of staggering to be honest. She's a very capable wrestler. The fucking Northern Lights. Oh, there's no there's track. no doubt. Yeah, there's no doubt. That that's it. And you just it's really sad the way it came down to this because she was well, she was Noam Dar's side piece. Oh god. She had that, that really so weird old. ballet thing. If if you never brought I tried to forget about it. I was just gonna say if you never brought this up, there would have been absolutely no mention of it ever again in life. Because it was so bad. Oh, <laughs> so bad. It, it was so it bad was, Cedric Alexander got hurt. Because <laughs> he knew like this. sympathy pains. I know. So I just like everything that we've been saying here is correct. I don't know how they're gonna be bringing up more women from NXT before they fix the fucking problem. What's gonna happen to Asuka? How's that gonna be handled? Well, I, I'm afraid so to find it. So my other question is, you brought up Mickey James. Uh, so do you think that the NXT route, I mean, we, we emphasize this a lot, but you said if, uh, Mickey James is a little bit different because, yes, yeah, she is, uh, you know, part of that last uh, of the that. The last gasp, yeah. Right. But she came in WWE, I'm sorry, she came on SmackDown with a lot of momentum, roughly because of the match she had with Oscar and her, and, you know, the, 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 credit, the credibility that she had carrying with that, but also the momentum of the booking of that match. So do you think that, you know, maybe, because it's not going to happen to Alicia Fox, do you think that maybe this is the route they're going to take with Paige? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't care if Paige ever comes back. I think I covered that last time I was on this show. That's true. (laughs) I just, I, I think that maybe the difference with Mickey, and I know they've emphasized it numerous times, so clearly Vince wants us to know, but Mickey is a multi time champ in the women's division. So she has that credibility of the fact that I think she's a six-time champ. I, I can't remember now. Yeah. But she's she's got a lot of she's yeah, she's got that credibility behind her. And that's why, you know, I would not be surprised if eventually she gets the belt off of Alexa. I, I feel like they might give her a feel good run with the belt at some point. Maybe not soon, because Alexa's killing it. But I, I think they could probably go that route if they wanted to. But I, I don't that's another thing. Like what are they gonna do with Paige when she comes in? I'm I'm less afraid about that than I am with Asuka because I, I don't care enough. But it's gonna be an interesting time for them and they gotta fix this fucking model. They're not they're not handling it correctly. They're really fumbling the ball with women's wrestling. It is completely yeah. accurate. Yeah, I think because two problems with it. I mean I, I, I took there's two problems with it and I'll make them quick. Uh, number yeah. one, it's how you know uh, wrestling you know, WWE views women uh, in society, period. Uh, why is Nia Jax the only one that has her weight mentioned? Why oh, wow. is right? I mean that, or I or why not do it to everyone? Out. Yeah. Um, why is it that um, you you have women who you know they're sexy, but they can't be too sexy or it's sexist. But then you have 
you know, other they're not treated equally as men. So you can't say that there's a woman's revolution and then attribute that to what men are doing when it's still seeing like a caste system where an Alicia Fox or an Emma literally has to beg. Emma said that she would damn dog. Emma said that she would sleep with um, Jason Jordan to get time on Raw. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, a, a Alicia Fox has been every man's side piece um, instead of actually in the ring wrestling since uh, she was with the Bellas. I want to say last year. Um, I, I just want to note. I just want to note that um, Maurice has had more matches than Alicia Fox in in the last recent um, oh. month. Right. As in one more than zero. Right. So I, I I think you know you know part of it is and there are great women's wrestlers, um, but there are also women. It should be. It's not like cut and dry as oh giant boobs get a, get in a short dress and stand over there. Okay, no boobs go wrestle for twenty minutes. You know they can be both. They can do anything they want, and they should be given the opportunity to do anything they want. But for whatever reasons, uh, they're treated like the cruiserweights, or they're you know treated in a less than fashion. And honestly, it's at first it was pissing me off, but now it's just an annoying. And why watch WWE women when I can watch Women of Honor, or go to the Canusa Classic, or go to the Macon Towns Classic in Nashville next year, or see matches, intergender matches? I mean, there's so much untapped potential on television for women. And um, WWE just does not exploit that. Yeah, you can watch Shimmer, you can watch Stardom. There are complete, like, right. full women. Yeah, Shimmer and Shine. Right, exactly. Great, yeah. Right. And, 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 and just to mention that, you know, with all the different promotions um, that we just named, the, the main young class is absolutely stellar, really, really great uh, piece of production. But when you look at the Marksman show in, in Raw, you don't see WWE effort into saying we want to compete with all these other promotions with a weekly show and display of women that outshines all of them. And it's just not, it doesn't seem like it's ever on the objective table. It doesn't seem like it's ever, you know, going to be that way. It's just the fact that I'm saying we do have women that you guys know on our show and that's it. And that's just still enough. It's almost like, um, it's, it's almost like a solicitation uh, of names but not talent from vice versa what they was just doing before was like well it's just a solicitation of body without names so have they really progressed because these women aren't really here just because of their names they want to display what they can do and that's this doesn't seem like to be the thing um but yeah because again like when has emma had a quality match i mean she had one recently i forget who it was with but other than that i mean i don't know even, and even storylines not even making sense because uh, Nia Jackson, uh, what's her face, her friends apparently again. Oh, okay. good. Yeah, so because honest, but, honest, honest question: Is Emma a good wrestler? Y- yes. No. Okay. Okay. I I I was <laughs> going to say this about ten minutes ago about you know no I don't I don't feel like nobody's being ingenuine about saying like all women are good because that's not the case. But I, no, I've seen Emma put on some great matches, which leads me to say that she is good. But it's like, well, how much of that do I firmly believe, considering that she's never had that chance to do that again? So, in theory, is it in there? Absolutely. But have I seen anything since then? Yeah. Same thing with Bailey. I haven't seen anything good with really pretty much 
since the main roster, nothing's going to be able to compete with she's done and, and take over Brooklyn. Not even flashes so, of it, but Charlotte's been progressively better. Sasha's had Sasha has had some very sloppy moments coming on the main roster, but progressively got better. And Nia Jack has been, just been good all around to me. So, so I I guess, and this is semi related. Uh, the whole big deal about the whole FTR thing with the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and all of them is uh, Cody generally uh, has stated that because in NXT you have a month to prepare for your big match, you have three months to prepare for your big pay-per-view match. So if the match goes south, that's no there's no excuse for that. So. Why should we cherish the uh, revival when they're heyday? Because they're keeping it injured now. When the young bucks can go out there and do that right now, and they have a five-star match with the mop bucket. So screw the revival, or worse. I would say the same thing about a lot of the main roster. Uh, it, you know, in that because of NXT, you do have a lot of time to prepare, a lot of time to you know get every single thing down. It does reflect in that's why takeover is so good because they have a month to get every single thing down and they are, you know, going around Florida and the matches that we don't see on TV and doing those matches until they are, you know, secondary, uh, you know, movements in the main roster. You don't have that. You're in a different town every week. It's not it's on television every week. It's a little bit more hectic. So I think there is a learning curve between the two. And we are seeing that some aren't adapting as well as others. Um, Bailey, for example, uh, she just needs a, a clean slate restart. You know, Sasha Banks has had moments where she's hit or miss. Becky Lynch has had moments where she's hit or miss. So, yeah, I think there is a learning curve, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for that. For all of them, you know, Sami Zayn too. So. Uh, moving on to the next topic. I mean, we Sammy Zayn. I already just threw that. Well, um, speaking of, we 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 uh briefly keep flashing on two hundred five live in the cruiserweights, and um, simply, I feel like, and this is just me. I mean, the whole division, the show has all been under scrutiny since becoming the show. Um, Enzo. They debuts on the show three weeks ago. Wins the wins the belt last week, whatever it may be. And he's closed out Raw the, the last two weeks. Apparently, this is their scheme to compete with the NFL, whatever it may be. But he is closing out Raw, and everybody knows, you know, what that means nonetheless, or what does it should mean. But so Enzo is selling himself as as a good guy. But he sells tickets um, and he rambles on about his promotion in, in his promos and whatever it may be. But nonetheless, maybe it's just me, but it feels like he is bringing sort of say attention to the division. And I guess my my, my simple question is to everybody is just thoughts on the state of 205 Live. Um, you know, Enzo More, is he absolutely the, the answer to 205 Live? Because it is now getting attention. It is now being worth being a, a network show. Um, and nonetheless, uh, Kalisto <laughs> debuted it and not to sort of say the reaction I sure WWE wanted and maybe not us either. Right. 
But Kalisto <laughs> still works at WWE. Kalisto still with WWE. He's he's healthy. Damn. And he's officially a member of the 205 Live crew. Something <laughs> that I feel like we've been saying for like months. And I know Corey Gray's been saying this as well, too. But he's officially part of 205 Live. Didn't get the pop that. I mean, because they 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 sort of like built that moment to say like the newest assignee to 205 Live. And it's been a lot <laughs> of I, I, didn't, I didn't see it because why would I watch? But but answer me this. Was this a segment where um, they said, where Kurt Angle just introduced him? Or was this like a main event segment where Enzo Amore's uh, running down everybody and Kurt Angle's like, well, you may have beaten everybody, but you haven't beaten this guy and a big drum roll and it's like, oh, it's uh, so -so. Basically yes, both. you're right on that Basically one. both. Oh, those, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> Well, he came out yeah. and Krabby came out to no pop whatsoever. Yeah. It was the saddest thing. Just put, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, um, I, I, I don't know who I was hoping for. Like, I had a lot. Of, I mean, I, I said, like, I broke on Kalisto because that was kind of the joke for a long time. Like, why are they holding off making him a cruiserweight? Oh, well, it's, they're not desperate enough yet to put him in there. Um, he, he's a very good wrestler, but he's not that exciting anymore um i wanted leo rush no one would have known only i wanted him i guess but like that would have been cool leo rush is the fucking cheat code for cruiserweights but he's not going to leave nxt anytime soon uh one of my friends said johnny gargano he wanted johnny but that's not that coming unless the, that would have been amazing the to get it would have made so much sense but i guess there's still um yeah wait for that there's uh, a lot of things well, to resolve yeah exactly it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for Gargano or any of the NXT guys because nobody watches NXT. I mean, there is a divide between the main roster and NXT. Yeah. Oh, I know that we would not. Would, would. But yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, like, the John Cena fans, the Roman Reigns fans yeah, like, are going to go. Unless they did it in Cleveland. But generally speaking, it's going to be like a who? So yeah, Kalisto totally makes sense. There really was nobody Angle could have introduced that would have gotten a super large pop. Like a lot, me and a lot of other Sparks Online were, were naming off. You know, who's, uh, who, who's under 205 in NXT we can put up there? Like, I, I don't was, know. Who, no, honestly, Finn Balor. I've been saying that for about a year now. That would have been crazy, but awesome. And also, wow, I didn't think of that. People want to Austin Aries back too. I mean, there, there was a no. lot of... Because also, also the, the other caveat that... Crap! If you didn't see it, the caveat was that uh, Enzo had a, a like a contract he got from Angle that said if any of the cruiserweights hit him, they are not allowed to compete for the belt. And there was a big beatdown where all the cruiserweights fucked him up, and Braun Strowman as well, which was great. So he came oh, out. Okay. He came out on Monday saying like, "Ha, motherfuckers! Like none of you get a chance at my belt." And that's when Angle came out and said, "But this guy can do it," and it was Kalisto. So we are guaranteed a Kalisto Enzo fight. And probably what's the next one? TLC. I'm assuming it's TLC. Uh, yes. Yes, that's yeah. the end of the month. TLC so, so yeah, I mean, it, it's great for 205. I think, you know, I kind of feel like it's hitting its stride. I do watch 205 Live, I, and I think that it's kind of getting there. They're really defining their characters a little better. Fucking Drew Gulak is killing it. I love Drew Gulak. He is yeah. doing such yeah. a good job. Like he's. He's really taking that material, which I, I've heard is a, it's a takeoff in a CZW character, which is totally great. Like, awesome. Pretty much, yeah. Do, do what you know. Yeah, and yeah like a, a CD Richards right to censor um, type of a deal in exactly. Um, the Indies. Exactly. exactly. It still works, and it's great. So that's yeah. fine. Um, 
Love Tony Nese being a fucking himbo with his million abs. That's so fun. Um, you know, the, the Gallagher getting evil with Kendrick. Like, that's cool, too. I just think they're doing a good job. I think they're actually, I'm not trying to be a total flake and like a, a mom kind of person. Like, you're doing so great, sweetie. I just think that there really is, there, there's some gold to be mined there still. And I think they're just getting there. But people's attention spans are not long enough. And they're just not giving it the time that it needs to develop. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, I do think that 205 Live is not in, in front of the right audience. Yeah. Uh, WWE does not uh, portray cruiserweights uh, in, uh, period. Number one, they, they just don't portray cruiserweights. So yeah. um, Enzo Amore obviously could have been on 205 Live from the beginning. Finn Balor, I think, is like a buck 98. So he definitely could have been on 205 Live I, from I, the beginning. I just want to remind everybody that Kalisto, uh, uh, went up for the belt somewhere in the beginning of 205 Live debuting. So I'm just trying to, again, I was just thinking about this. How did he just officially debut on 205 Live when he actually competed for the belt earlier with him? What? Did he? Yeah, yeah. keep going, though. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I, I, but yeah, but, but Finn Balor could have worked. Kofi Kingston can work. Um, you, know, you know, when he's not doing anything, just something that would add a, a bit of a crossover appeal. You can't bring up somebody from NXT that nobody's going to know or care about on the main roster. And if if somebody's not in a program right now, Sami Zayn should be on 205 Live part-time. Just something that when you go, oh, my God, there's that guy that I know from that other show. Now I, can, now I have to watch this to follow him over there. Yeah. And it would be cool to have some prestige with the, uh, with the Cruiserweight belt to see it on a Finn Balor or a Sami Zayn. And it could be a one month long run, just something that gets them to the next pay per view, and and they can go from there. There are things that they could do that they don't do because they don't do cruiserweights. So, so two two things again. Okay, so Kalisto had the, the um the U.S. Championship, and I think he lost it to like Rusev or Cena or it wasn't somebody. Back. It, he was holding it for somebody who was hurt that came back, and immediately uh-huh. the next week he was offered a shot at the cruiserweight championship. And doesn't make sense logistically, but it makes sense into everything that Crab says and everything that I've always liked about WCW, where Chris Jericho could be going after Hoover to Psychosis and whoever one week, and then the next week he's like, "Okay, Goldberg, after I go after you." And you know, immediately probably why a lot of people didn't like Chris Jericho at a point in WCW because he had his hands all over the place making himself relevant, but also making everybody around him just as relevant as well, too. And I, I really do, really do genuinely feel that um, Enzo is more like the test dummy, but ultimately maybe maybe their master plan, but it's not, it's not, it, it's going to have to take more than Enzo to do so. It does need to be a big name of somebody that, you, that you've named um, that can do that. And I think the biggest mysterious factor of it is somebody who may, like Sami Zayn, who I bet you is like a, a roughly like two or five sharp. Somebody like him to make a uh, debut on two or five live, compete in a match, and then there's controversy about if he makes weight. And just any type of storyline and relevancy besides him squashing for Kevin Owens for like the next couple of months again. But, you know, they, they, need, some, they need some star power or just some, some type of like something. They also need to get it in front of the right audience. And I say that they should send 205 Live down to full sale, let those animals have it, and blow it up, and then still bring in somebody from the main roster that can bring over people, viewers from the main roster, to 205 Live. 
Yeah. We're taping it like either before SmackDown starts when nobody's in the building or after SmackDown is over and everybody's leaving because it's a school night. It doesn't help its cause. And putting it as a filler match, uh, a bathroom break match on Raw, uh, either in the death nine o'clock hour where people are, you know, transitioning between TV or the break before the main event as filler, as a bathroom break, uh, doesn't help the cause either. So they're kind of stuck with it at this point. Honestly, yeah. where's Pete Dunn? Where is um, Tyler Bate? Where's Mark Andrews? They couldn't be in 205 Live for a quick you know, month or two? Yeah. I think they Mark Andrews you know, bring is hurt, some prestige. I believe he is, you're right. But yeah. you're telling me that those uh, names couldn't be added to the mix? And actually let them work their styles. Absolutely. Gulak says, you know, no fly zone, cool. But, and, and just, I don't know. It's, it's WWE trying to be WWE, and they have something that they don't really know what they're doing with. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, um, because Hell in a Cell, um, WWE's pay-per-view, Raw's pay-per-view, um, is this Sunday. And, you know, we do not do a whole big old preview of the show going out each card so simply uh what you know what are you guys most looking forward to or probably least looking forward to coming up on this pay-per-view this sunday i uh, i i have to admit i have the match card open in another tab because i forgot most of the show fair, fair just, enough fair enough i don't care oh yeah i don't care i mean we all know the two the two cell matches uh it was a pretty decent go home show the other night i I love KO. I love him so much. He's a fucking animal in a cell. It's amazing. But this is PG. Also, this is Shane McMahon. I don't buy anything he does. He is weak as hell. Like I, I don't, I just don't see it being a really threatening, brutal match that it could be if it was a different opponent. To be honest, it, it's. I, I already predict already that Kevin's going to do something where he sets up a massive throne of chairs or tables and then goes through it off the top of the cell. My prediction. He's gonna go through his own device. It's gonna be great. Um, that's fine. Uh, Uso's new day in the cell. That's gonna probably be the match of the night. I'll just call that one because every time they've had a matchup, so that'll be good. Uh, everything else, uh, I'm doing a shrug emoji with my hands here in Toronto. <laughs> uh, I, you know, Hall experiment I think is still ongoing. I don't think Ginger's gonna drop. Don't think Nat uh, Natty might drop to Charlotte. Uh, Ziggler, Rude, Styles, Corbin. Uh, don't care anything. I care about the fashion files. They're on the pre-show. That's that's it. I'm going to be lost on an island on Sunday night. I will probably not have Wi-Fi. I will probably not be watching this pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm sorry, Helen is hell. That's my <laughs> rundown. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I will. I will not be on an island on Sunday night. But I equally <laughs> don't care about Helen is hell. Um, and I did have to look it up because I don't know a single match that's on the card. Um, but looking it up right now, no. I just don't care about any of these things. Um, I don't ever need to see Shane McMahon wrestle again for any reason. Um, oh, wait, it's a Falls Count Anywhere match in a Hell in a Cell? Yeah. Wow. Hit him in midair. Because they're falling off the cell. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Somebody's gonna fall off the top of the, the the cage and not get up. No, but that it's false count anywhere, anywhere in in hell in a cell. What's the point of the cell? 
I mean, they, they just just tell people, listen, we're not going to use the cage. Clearly, you can pin them outside of the ring. So why put the ring of the why put the cage in the way? It doesn't make any sense. Um, someone's going off. Someone's going off the cage. So I guess that's our big hint of the night. <laughs> I mean, personally, I think the Hell in a Cell is probably one of their better gimmicks that has been the most uh, overused. Um, there's, you know, it's weird that Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon for no titles, no anything like that, is in Hell in a Cell and as far as count anywhere. But the championship match isn't, and it's going to be Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers. If there's even <laughs> if there's any reason for a cage, it would be to keep the goons outside. <laughs> Yet, not in a cage. That is that does not make sense. And then there's a tag team match in the cage for reasons, but not the women's match for other reasons. Sure. That doesn't make sense. So I guess if I had to pick a match that's of interest, I mean, honest to God, if I, if I do wind up watching this thing, it will be because there's really nothing else to do and I'm done folding socks from washing clothes for the weekend. <laughs> oh, okay. So harsh. Well, I'm definitely going to piggyback off Caitlin. The New Day versus um, the Usos will be matching tonight. That should be very fun um, all around. Um, and I'll just go ahead and fancy book this, but I believe Jinder is going to retain. Doesn't help that he's going back to India. Uh, they're officially going back to India soon. So, you know, exactly. got to bring that guy back as the champ. Um, and nonetheless, uh, why isn't Charlotte back in a cage? Why isn't she getting her second go? in the cage and and you know take the take uh take the um what's the word i'm looking for um let let them just let them loose because obviously that other match was very safely worked with sasha last year so you know why not put that back in the cage but yeah for everything jamal said like jesus christ why why is first of all randy Orton versus rusev i'm i could care less um dolph ziggler and bobby rube that could be fun maybe aj styles burn core may be interesting Charlotte and Natalia probably is going to be a five-minute match. Um, and, yeah, why is Shane McMahon still wrestling? There could be somebody else in this slot. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. good to see this guy back. Uh, hopefully he's he has fun. But it's on the pre-show, so, meh. Not less, though. Yeah, we'll see. I, I really hope Shelton turns on Chad Gable because I think that could be a fun feud uh, before they go on for mid-car titles. Oh, yeah. Um, because nobody really gives a shit if the if the hype bros break up, and that's what the rumors have been. But realistically, yeah. we don't care if Ryder and, and Mojo break up. But yeah. Shelton turned it on um, uh, Chad Gable because he really doesn't need him. Uh, he's already Shelton Benjamin, and we've seen what Gable can do if given the opportunity to work. Um, that could be a fun program that you know through the rest of the year. I honestly think that Jinder Mahal should lose to uh, Nakamura. And, you know, Nakamura has been a total dud on the main roster as far as I'm concerned. And part of the reason is because, A, I think that Sami Zayn should be a Nakamura spot. Not because they can't wrestle. No, that's not it. Because Sami Zayn has the same um, baggage with, you know, ethnicity, a world traveler, foreigner, all of that good stuff, and he Plus, speaks English. And more languages at that. I think he's, right. I think he's so, six. 
Right. So he's like Syrian from Montreal, all of this other stuff. And I'm not saying that Nakamura isn't, but they built him up to be well, Prince, I guess, yeah, the artist. <laughs> Michael, you know. Michael Jackson, I guess. Yeah, sure, I guess. But, you know, he really doesn't cut great promos. And part of that is because of the accent. Um, and they're afraid for him to speak. Part of that is because of the accent. But Sami oh. Zayn has the exact same, you know, baggage with the Canadian accent. And that's okay. So, and I think it would be cool if Jinder lost and then went to India and won the championship back there in his, in his hometown-ish type of deal. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but I cannot believe he actually said that on SmackDown. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Nakamura said that in his in his promo. The other problem, I mean, Nakamura, I think I've heard his English is actually okay, but why does he have his mouth guard in? Dude, I can't even speak well with a mouth guard in. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I speak okay English. Like I can't do that. But, I mean, his, uh, his English is his English is good. But yeah, we're talking about you know it, it it is good and he's you know he's definitely better than, than like um than like an Oscar you know I wouldn't want her to carry a two minute long promo by herself um I wouldn't want her to you know to keep a feud going you know kind of the promo in the ring or backstage and Nakamura though his English is good and I've heard him on podcasts and stuff before in English it's still not where it needs to be from for dumb rednecks in Arkansas that are just, you know, going to go, well, it doesn't sound American, so I don't know if I can get behind him. So that is an unfortunate thing, because if you remember, Jinder's, um, even though he was the heel, his original gimmick as the champion was, listen, I'm not un-American. I just like somebody else more than America. That's okay. And they booed the hell out of him for that, because, you know, America. And then he had to, you know, sprinkle everything with racism, and they just went off the rails from there. Wrestling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so wrestling. This is all it is. Ugh. Right. So that's, I don't mind that gender has this thing, but Sami Zayn is kind of the antithesis of gender, where he can be like, well, you don't have to be a dick about it. That's why I need to beat you. And I think that, you know, Zayn, you know, that could be a very interesting uh, promo. And also, he has that Daniel Bryan quality of being the little guy in the room and stuff. So they'll never do it. But that's kind of what I want to see. And it starts with gender losing on uh, on Sunday. We'll see. We'll see. No, um, I, I won't. I will not see that. <laughs> you won't. I probably won't. You'll see. You're the only one who's going to see if right. you watch it. Um, so so um, going into my last topic, then we can get ready to wrap up the show. Um, for your video gamers out there, WWE 2K, everybody knows, is going to be released on the 17th of October. Seth Rollins to cover um, athlete on it. And anybody that is a 2K fan in any other sports know that 2K always under scrutiny for their player ratings. Well, the WWE roster um, ratings have officially been released. And I know if you haven't seen it, we'll just work it this way. Have, have you guys seen the official ratings for the roster? I haven't played 2K since 2K15, so... So, did you see the roster, though? I haven't played it either. No. Okay. Nonetheless, the roster comes out, is out, and it comes with controversy. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do this, since you haven't seen it. I want you to just name me who do you think is the highest male and highest female athletes um, 
on on the roster rating wise? Jamal. Um, highest male is. Does that include like DLC characters like the Undertaker from '99 or anything like that? Uh. I don't think it does. It, it, it does. I, I it does. Well, no, 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 no. Just the initial roster. Okay. Undertaker's on there. Um, but highest... the OG Undertaker. Okay, so highest may um, um, rated uh, male star. Um, I'm gonna go with. The Monster Kurgan from the Oddities. <laughs> what? You know, you remember the Oddities? You know, yeah. Kurgan, Luna, Vashon, and yes, but a very deep time. reference. Thank what? you. Deep reference. Um, the highest rated female. Um, I'm going to have to go with Renee Young. Am I close? Actually, I mean, the problem with these games is that, like, they are pretty much the same every year. Yeah, yeah. Taking away, taking away from the fact that, taking away from the ratings for a second, I don't understand the appeal of the 2K games for WWE because they're they're the same thing. It's the same goddamn thing. And you know what? The faces always look weird. The hair animation looks like shit. I, how I is it? How, how has it not gotten better? How has it not gotten better? Get, it doesn't. Sports games are just a uh, an addiction Why? because okay. people are in denial about their about the progression of the games. Like I noticed if last year between last year, which was seventeen and sixteen, I was like, oh no, not getting eighteen, not falling for this again. But um, yeah, it's just a, you know, it's just a collector's thing for most people. People play, you know, you know what's funny about two K? People play two K when it becomes free on the the respective gaming consoles on their in their in their markets. Because I see hella people playing two K seventeen all of a sudden. So that must be a thing. But hold on, Jamal, if you can repeat, who'd you just who'd you say was the highest male and female? Yes, uh, I'm gonna go with Kurgan, and I'm gonna go with Renee Young as the highest female. Okay, so anyway, I just because cannot take this guy <laughs> serious anyway. Um, so you say you seen it, uh, Kaylin, right? Uh, I haven't. I don't remember the women's. I know the men's. Okay, so the men's. So <laughs> reaction, you, reactions to this. It, it's who you would think it is. <laughs> Obviously, Vince McMahon was in somebody's uh, developer's room. And they was like. <laughs> You better put my guy as the top guy because obviously the passing of the torch of that last match bumped them up two points all of a sudden, right? Well, so who's number one? Our number truth? one is Roman Reigns, and number two oh. tied for Roman Reigns is a 95 and tied at 93 is John Cena and Brock Lesnar, who's been a Universal Champion since forever. Don't see how he would not be your top guy. Matter of fact, where's Jinder Mahal? Jinder Mahal is 88. Um, oh, can I guess the woman? Because I'm not sure. I want to say it's Oscar. I would say Charlotte, but then I remembered Oscar. So Oscar is at 87. Ooh. And Charlotte is 85. Let's uh, let's give a Sweet. let's get a quick honorable mention for Kalisto and um Enzo More both being 75. Smart. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Enzo is 74. Where does Tugboat? <laughs> and uh, 75. Uh, Who? Tugboat. I'm not paying attention to you. Oh, man. I didn't even noticed this. Uh, this. Now, this is funny right here. 
Oh my gosh. Shane McMahon is an 84 and Xavier Woods is an 83. I mean, what bullshit is this? <laughs> this is this is some horrible sorcery. Like, fuck this game. Who else? I'm gonna go play Fire Pro. Sorry, you guys. Who else is is above is under? Who else is under Shane McMahon? This is ridiculous now. It's kind of it's this is kind of like the video game version of the PWI top 100, isn't it? Where everyone just gets mad about yeah. everybody's ranking. I was like, I just thought about bringing it up. I was like, oh, yeah. And the other, the, the other it doesn't cost you sixty bucks, though. That's true, and it does get you some good tweets. I remember last year. I think it, Rusev tweeted, like, note to developers, and it was a notepad file on his phone, like a screen cap, and it just said, "Increase Rusev rating." Yeah, <laughs> and that was it. And I'm like, this is the greatest tweet I've ever seen, and I don't. I hope he does it again this year because fucking Rusev's so good. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, anyway, won't be so buying that game, so. Means me nothing. Sorry, two K developers. Yeah, good good no luck. Cur. No at least cur. the hair look at least the hair looks slightly better this year. I yeah, I'm sorry. Uh if if you're not gonna be better than no mercy, um, then what are we talking about? Yeah. Like I, honestly, I mean that's that's the gold standard. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the that's the base. Why? Yeah. Anywho, and, I mean, and it's, or, or it's SmackDown, just like a fun game. A World versus SmackDown on PlayStation Two, I think it was, was really good too. Yeah. 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 Anywho, um, so we did the news earlier, um, which only leaves us with two two more things. Uh, number one, uh, Kaylin, did we miss anything or anything you want to go over before we uh get right close to the show? Right. If there are, so um, I think we uh we did a great job tonight, guys. Pat, pat ourselves on the back. Cool, yeah, yeah. We 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 are roughly at an hour too. Uh, Jamal, <laughs> so uh, for your for you. Okay, so um, do we care? Uh, four quick things, and uh, let's start with Lita. She was in Paris and did a Q and A with fans, and um, I have some questions that they asked her. Uh, do we care what they are? Uh no. And Kaylin already covered it earlier. Slightly. This thing fans, credited. And they're not smart. So. Oh, okay. Um, the Undertaker. There's some news on what his contract is for WWE. Do we care? Yeah, what? Work one show a year? <laughs> the end? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. No, for me. No. Come on, dude. Give us something good. No, this isn't good. It's do we care. <laughs> um. Uh, Triple H uh, <laughs> had some remarks on the about. whole. Right, um, they had some remarks on the whole kneeling uh, in protest of the um, anthem that the U.S. that the uh, NFL has been doing, and um, which is not really the case, but that's what people are saying nowadays. Uh, do we care about his thoughts on whether or not he would kneel for the anthem? Yeah, Caitlin. There's no kneeling going on in Canada, so that might be that might be a, a by default she don't care. Well, Canada has some other issues. That's a different problem. Okay, so um, Triple H says, and I quote: "I speak for myself, personally only. And if it were me, we said." Uh-oh. I'm sorry, your internet kind of dropped out there. Yeah. That, uh, You're going in and out. We're going to have to get you yeah. to repeat that whole last statement you said. 
Yeah, she's uh, on the Somali internet now. Why can you not hear but, me? I hear you now. No. Okay. What That's was really weird. I, I said I said very sarcastically that there is no racism in Canada, none at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're yeah. first, uh, first Nation. If, yeah, this is my heavy sarcasm because we fucking suck. Um, yeah, no, I would like to hear. What, what did Triple H say? Please continue. Okay, he says, and I quote, I speak for myself personally only, and if it were me, I would stand for my national anthem. For my country, I would stand. But I, and WWE, certainly respects the rights of everyone's First Amendment right of freedom of speech, their right to peacefully protest and do what is meaningful to them. We certainly support that. He also said um, that I question whether there, whether there would be a better way to do that, um, that maybe wouldn't it wouldn't offend others or something else. Surely we respect that line. Um, Austin Aries uh, coincidentally said, and so has X-Pac, uh, has said on Twitter that it could happen in the WWE, similar um, deals. But number one, nobody's out during the singing of the national anthem. It's just Lillian Garcia or whoever does it nowadays. Uh, number two, uh, they would be fired probably immediately for pissing everyone off. Um, so in fear of that, because they are just independent contractors, uh, they would probably just tow the company line anyway. Um, so that is that is interesting that you know you would say that when realistically, he, they everybody would turn to the Titus O'Neil if if that really realistically happened. <laughs> That's funny that you said it that way, but yeah, I definitely give because, it. Yeah, there. because we know what happens when you touch when you cross the boss. Yes, yeah, right. Titus, you're out of there. So that's do we care for this week? Wait, that was only three things. Yeah, well, what happened know, to the fourth? Uh, we just all magically don't care. Nope. Okay. No, nope, we don't. Okay. There's some more stuff about global force, and I officially don't care. About that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get out of here, just make a quick announcement that um, I I have tweeted this, but verbally going to announce that um, as on October 19th, yeah, 19th, Jordan Grace will be joining the show um, in an interview uh, as um, as we go over um, and promote Yay. her shows for October as she uh, makes a V-line into Nova Pro Wrestling as she takes on Fred Yehi, which as my eyes are bullshit open, first of all, they've never faced each other and that she requested this match should be absolutely amazingly fun um to get to someone's get in big freaking trouble yeah <laughs> um should be fun but can't wait to talk to her um and uh will be a good time so you know if we get close to the show we'll we'll um have more information on it but it will be on our regularly scheduled um eight o'clock eastern standard time show live on youtube so any questions or anything you have for miss jordan grace or for us to ask to or whatever, make sure you hit us up, let us know, or just, you know, retweet, share, and, uh, yeah, be there for it. But, um, yeah, for the crew, because uh, anything else? Anybody got anything else we roll out? Nope, we're good. Nope. Uh, happy I'll Columbus Day, you heathens. Happy Thanksgiving to Canada this coming weekend. Oh, yeah. That's, I forgot that you have uh, turkeys early up there. And uh, what hey. was it? Was it Jewish it's a, New Year's also, it's a, on, on Saturday? Like Rosh Hashanah? That's Rosh Hashanah. Well, happy yeah. holidays to everyone. That's right. Yeah. 
Um, Happy yeah. October holidays, everybody. <laughs> and for uh you know two chains who will be watching hell in the cell maybe and for caitlin who's gonna be lost on somebody's island gilligan's island <laughs> and uh for jamal who's probably gonna get um somewhere where, where will you be um folding socks and having more fun than watching hell in the cell sounds good <laughs> he's folding mm-hmm. catch us Catch us next week for more silliness and absolutely uh, a bunch of don't careness through it on the show. Random BS that we always talk. So, but anyway, for everybody's listening tonight, appreciate you tuning in. Catch us next week. Peace. <laughs>